Are you having a productive day? Because I'm having a productive day. <laughs> it's fucking five o'clock in the morning and I'm recording my second podcast. Jesus, I could end up finishing the fucking 40 today at this rate. Apologies for the quality of the audio in the second half, say, of my previous solo episode, which would have been 21 of 40. Um, yeah, you would have noticed in and around the time I started asking you, did somebody, did you hear somebody say connected, which you obviously didn't because I've since listened back to it. What happened there was I was chatting away and just like now, I keep doing that. Just like now, I kind of, I lost track of what I needed to say or wanted to say or nothing could come to mind. I got a bit tongue-tied and I said, fuck it, and I hit pause. And then I rewound it a minute or two and played it back to kind of catch up to where I was and to see where I needed to go. And in doing so, I pulled out the microphone because when the microphone is plugged into the audio jack, my phone thinks that that's what I want to use, but that's not what I wanted to use. I wanted to use my Bluetooth speakers, or sorry, my Bluetooth headphones. So in order for my Bluetooth headphones to actually work, I had to, to listen to back to it, I had to plug out the microphone jack for that to happen if that makes sense <laughs> anyway I never fucking plugged it back in when I started recording I just hit record and I was using the mic that is just built into the phone which is fine if you're in a quiet room and you face the microphone itself and yeah, that, that's grand it's not grand if you've got the phone resting on the shelf in an already noisy van and have it fucking rattling around and giving you all sorts of nasty background noise and not the not the quality audio that you've come to expect from the Off The Lead podcast, although it's not just the podcast. But anyway, yeah, productive motherfucking day. I can't stress how much more productive you're gonna get if you get up that bit earlier. And look, I'm not saying get up at four o'clock every morning, like Jesus Christ, that's extreme to say the least. But if you can get up half an hour or an hour, I'd, I'd say an hour if you can stretch it, because realistically what you might find if you, if you get up for half an hour, you're gonna kind of be a little bit prouder with yourself than you should be. You'll find yourself, oh, I'm up half an hour earlier, whoop de do, and 20 minutes will go by of you fannying around. And you might get 10 minutes of actual productivity in, but if you get up an hour early, and you bear this in mind, don't fall into the, oh, I'm, I'm really far ahead of myself. I can slow it down because what will happen is you'll just end up leaving for work a little bit more relaxed. Now, there's great utility in that, obviously, but you're not gonna get that productivity boost that you would if you can get up an hour earlier and actually kind of hit the ground running. I don't know if you're a coffee drinker or whether you are or you aren't. Do what you have to do to kind of wake yourself up as soon as you get, as soon as you get up. Because waking up an hour early and just being really groggy and pissed off and wishing you were in bed, that's not the productive morning that you're looking for. You need to, you know, get a strong coffee into you, splash water on your face, maybe go outside, whatever it is that's going to kind of wake you up a little do that because that's kind of necessary to get that productivity boost into your day and if you get up an hour early and you don't utilize that time all you're effectively doing is doing yourself out of 
you know, a half an hour or an hour of sleep or whatever amount of time you're after setting your alarm to that bit earlier. Now, I am going to stick in a pause because I've just pulled up outside my first drop. I'm conscious of naming the place because I don't want to associate people with, I don't want to associate companies with um, what I say, basically, because I say it a lot. And we're back in the room. Ah, fuck, where's me fucking microphone? Hold on. <laughs> just crossing the Liffey here in Dublin city centre. Passing by, what's that, the uh, Ulster Bank building, which is actually a really cool building. Um, architecturally wise, it's like a, an, an arrangement of pyramids, which make one big pyramid. Now, that should be better. Apologies, I nearly did the same thing that I did the first time round. We got cut short there as well. I was saying that the, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I should associate the companies that I'm doing business with and this podcast because I'm liable to say anything about anything and I just don't want that to... You see, I say that. I say that on one hand, but on the other hand, I'm thinking of branding the boxes of microgreens that I sell as off the lead. That could be, yeah, that could be a bit dodgy. Like if, if, a, if, if, a, if an end user, you see, I don't, I don't sell my produce to the people who use it. I sell it to large wholesale distributors who then you know, distribute it nationally. So I'm not dealing with any of my, my actual customers. I, I am obviously dealing with my customers. I'm dealing with the people who buy this stuff off me in pallet quantities, but they don't use it. They, they are, they're resellers. They sell it on to the people that use it. And I don't want the people that use it to tune into a podcast where I'm effing and blinding out of me and talking about God knows what, for them to not want to support what it is that I'm doing. Or am I just overthinking this? Should I just say, you know, fuck it and see how it goes? I'll probably say fuck it and see how it goes. So bearing that in mind, I can start now, I think. Yeah, Keelings. That's who I was just delivering to. Keelings. Um, a great supporter of Irish grown produce. So cheers for Keelings. I took Keelings on at the start of the year. So um, they've been a good boost to business, I have to say. And they've, they've kind of, They've put my product in front of an audience that wouldn't have been aware of it up until now. So, I mean, Keelings are practically supplying every um, restaurant in the country. Uh, and probably fair to say are supplying every restaurant in the, com in the country. So, if you're based in Ireland and you buy what are called microgreens or pea shoots, you might know them as, or affiliate crests, they are, it's all pretty much the same thing under a different banner. But if you buy those things, or if you walk in a restaurant that buy those things, and they don't come in a box that has Irish microgreens written on the side of it, or Fran McKeown with my mobile number and contact details on, why the fuck aren't you? And say it to your boss, just maybe ask them what's going on. Maybe they've never heard of it. Check out the website, irishmicrogreens.ie. Um, we'll get you to my, my business website. So, you know, be Irish and buy Irish, as, as I said. But anyway, what was I saying before then? Before I was rudely interrupted. Yeah, the reason that it was a bit jumpy there was number one, first and foremost, I had to do a delivery. But secondly, as I pulled into the place, my phone went fucking flying and it pulled the audio cable out of the audio jack. And yeah. So I'm on my way to do my second delivery, which should I be naming it all my customers is the next thing. 
Hmm. I tell you what, I'll name it my next customer, but I might refrain from naming anybody else because my next customer is a crowd called Total Produce. And between Total Produce and Keelings, like they're the big players in the Irish kind of wholesale distribution market. I feel a bit bad now for not mentioning the other customers. I'd have to have a think about that, I think. Because there's one thing branding the boxes that associates this podcast with my customers and that could be a good or a bad thing that could be a double-edged sword I'm not sure which but in relation to naming who I'm delivering to that tells you a little bit more about my business than I'm willing to put out there if that makes sense I don't want the world and its mother to know who I'm dealing with and by default who I'm not dealing with so I'll just leave it at Total Produce and Keelings for now because, as I say, they're the two big players uh, in the kind of fresh produce end of things, for want of a better term. But anyway, a little window into my life. I'm about to cross the Liffey again, if I can just get a, a green light. Down by the forecourt. That, is that, are they the forecourts? Is that Customs House? That's something that I should really fucking brush up on. And that's somebody that I might actually get on. Um almost like a modern history version of Anthony Murphy from Mythical Ireland. Get somebody on to maybe talk about, I suppose what I and we collectively should know more about our own country. Because my modern Irish history is pretty fucking shocking. Not that my ancient Irish history is any better, but if that's someone you'd like to have on, you know, an Irish historian maybe, maybe you know an Irish historian. There's a fucking Irish history podcast. I might reach out to whoever the hell that is and get him on, because that could be as much a plug for their podcast as it would be mine on theirs and vice versa. That could be an interesting one. So there's an idea for you. If you can think of somebody that not only would be a good guest and if you can give me specific people, that'd be great, because only, I think it was yesterday, and I'm sorry if I haven't gotten back to you since, uh, a good friend of mine, Kevin Mulvey, he took a picture of a newspaper page, and it had some Irish Meath-based, no, not Meath-based, I think, it was an article in a local paper about a Meath-born photographer that was kind of making waves in photography land worldwide and he's home at the minute according to this article that I didn't read and just by gauging by what Kev said in his message he's around now so now might be a good time to get him on and that's that's a great suggestion but I'm not short on ideas of people to get in being honest so I might kind of backtrack on what I've said previously in relation to asking for recommendations I do want recommendations but what kicks recommendations whole up and down the fucking country is contact this guy here's his email address or here's his mobile number and what kicks that that's ass is contact this guy he's expecting your call I've told you about him and even better again is getting somebody to contact me and say listen I've done a couple of podcasts before, maybe I haven't, I'm not looking for fucking personalities or celebrities or anything of the sort. I'm looking for people who've got something to say. Because they're the easiest people to talk to. Because it means that I can just let them go and I can kind of stop them and start them and eke out what it is, the message that they're trying to get across. Because oftentimes, 
you need a host as such to kind of get that information get that information out of you it's very hard to just start talking about what you're what it is that you're passionate about without basically waffling endlessly and i found that with with pitching for money you start telling somebody about your business number one first and foremost what you need is a fucking time constraint if you had four hours to talk about your business at the end of the four hours people probably wouldn't know what it was that you did and that might be kind of counterintuitive to people because like how could you talk about your business for four hours and not fully explain to people what it is that you do i've done that i've pitched my business to people and at the end of that pitch they've turned back to me turned around to me and said oh I thought you were actually selling the systems that grow the microgreens as opposed to selling the microgreens themselves and I remember in the early days when I got that kind of feedback my knee-jerk reaction was you dumb fuck you absolute dumb bastard you thought from my presentation that I was selling how to grow this stuff and not the stuff itself how fucking dumb are you but if that's what they got from what I said that means that's my fault. They're not dumb. I'm dumb. Take some fucking ownership. Speaking of ownership, I'm going to hop out of the van here because I'm at my next drop here. I'm in the yard of Total Produce and the, uh, the fruit and veg market in Dublin City Centre. So I'm going to jump out of this conversation. You'll probably just hear a little blip, but I'll be gone for 20 minutes or half an hour or so. But what I'm going to get back to when I come back is taking ownership and specifically taking extreme ownership a philosophy from a navy seal i'm a big fan of called jocko willink so back in a click and i'm back in the van yeah apologies if that's a bit jumpy uh, it shouldn't be too bad hopefully um but look you're on my you're out and about fucking five o'clock well half five o'clock in the morning now half five o'clock in the morning um yeah, you're out and about with me on my deliveries. So, well done. Fair play. Nice of you to keep me company. Extreme ownership. Extreme ownership is a philosophy and book, I believe. I think he's a... Yeah, he does. He's a book called Extreme Ownership. But anyway, Jocko Willink is the guy's name. I'm a, a pretty big fan of him. I don't love everything he does. Let me rephrase that. I don't like how he does everything, which is, which is good. You shouldn't love everything about everybody that you follow. Uh, Jocko would have been, a, or is, should I say, a, I suppose a, a f- an, not an instrumental figure in my life might be putting it far stronger than it need be put, but he certainly had an impact, and his philosophy of extreme ownership is what made that impact. So essentially what it is, is... Extreme ownership is the idea, essentially, that everything is your fault. So if you're having a bad day, your fault. If you didn't get that promotion at work, your fault. If your kids hate you, your fault. If you don't have a good relationship with your girlfriend or wife or boyfriend or husband or whatever it is, your fault. Everything, essentially, is your fault. You are to blame for everything. It's all on you. And that, on the outset, might go, Jesus, like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pick myself up some extreme ownership. That sounds like a fucking barrel of laughs. But if you, if you think about it for any length of time, there's real utility in that. Because it's not just a relentless blame game on yourself. The idea of it is that you don't 
put yourself down all the time because you're this, you know, worthless worm and everything's all your fault. There's a very empowering element to it. At least there is for me, and I think that's why it's a, a bestseller and that's why he's gotten the notoriety that he has from it. I think it's, it's, it's quite deserving. Because when everything is your fault, that almost by default means that everything is in your control. And again, it harks back to my own philosophy that you know you, you create your own reality. Not that that's an original thought by any stretch of the imagination. And now might be a good time for me to outlay how essentially none of what I say is in any way, shape or form really original. The format that I'm disseminating this information with or in is, you know, relatively original. Look, I haven't invented podcasting and I certainly haven't invented solo podcasting. But my own personal, you know, Fran McKeown twist, that's that's all me, as I've said many a time before. None of this is scripted, none of this is, you know, pre-recorded and, and edited in any way, shape or form. This is all, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, off the lead and, and out of my mind. This is essentially my internal dialogue espoused en masse if any of that makes sense I'm after reminding myself of something there my internal dialogue if I don't get talking about my internal dialogue and how I can essentially talk about anything and everything for hours on end and not kind of trip myself up if I don't get back to that either in this podcast or at a later date remind me because there's, there's something of great value in there that I've been meaning to talk about and as usual I've gone ahead and interrupted myself and I've forgotten what I was thinking about Jocko Willink, Extreme Ownership and we're back in the van okay so there's great utility in, in, in this idea of everything being your fault because oh sorry no I skipped back too far and I've forgotten it again Bear with us two seconds and just kind of get me head straight because I was kind of onto something that I wanted to talk about there. Extreme ownership, utility in yes, um, what I my thoughts not being my own. My my thoughts like look they, they are and they aren't my own, but the the things that I say you know like incremental steps. I didn't invent incremental steps. I didn't invent you know doing things in bite-sized chunks I didn't invent this idea that you create your own reality I didn't I didn't come up with this notion of uh, you're the captain of your own ship now I, I phrasing it like that you know might be mine might be somebody else's I'm not entirely sure but the sentiment certainly isn't mine these ideas have been around forever and probably before then, but these ideas have probably been around before speech has been around because they've been embodied in grunts and jerks and fucking hand signals. Okay, these, these are... There's nothing remotely new in what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not an, an overly original character in that sense, so... If I ever say something and you kind of say, oh, I've heard somebody else say that. No fucking shit. 
Okay, people have been saying exactly what I've been saying forever. Okay, so never pull me up on, oh, I'm just repeating the words of somebody else because yes, that's essentially what I'm doing. Now, I'm repeating the words of characters whose words are worth repeating. And I must actually sit down for my own benefit as well as, the, as well as yourselves that might be interested in the people who've influenced me. But anyway, I digress. Jocko Willink is one of those people with his philosophy of extreme ownership. So I'd highly recommend you check out Jocko. Just, I know, stick him into YouTube. Actually, a good introduction would be, as a lot of these things are, um, if you Google Joe Rogan, Jocko Willink, because Joe, as I was about to say, he has a very similar show to mine. Lol. My show, my, my conversations that I have with people, that format is the Joe Rogan format. So if you've been enjoying my conversations with people, you're absolutely going to enjoy Joe Rogan. He's doing it a hell of a lot longer than me. And he's gotten on, I wouldn't say better guests than me, because I, don't, I think any one of the conversations that I've had with people would stand against any of the ones he's he's done or at least the maybe not any of them because he has some really fucking standout ones with really standout world class people not that my guests haven't been world class because that's that's the funny thing I, I think they all have been and again when I've blown my own fucking trumpet too much I think the quality of conversations that I've have been having with people are on a pretty fucking high level now look there's fucking endless amounts of room for improvement but I'm happy with the way they've been going. People seem to be happy with the way they've been going. And, you know, I'm going to fucking play on and continue. Anyway, Jocko Willink. Check him out. Extreme Ownership. Again, I'm essentially giving you all there is you need to know about it. Now, he'll obviously go into greater detail about it. But it's just taking ownership of your, of your life and, and taking control. And there's... The, the thing to focus on, on is how empowering that notion of everything being your fault is. Now again, that might be a bit counterintuitive. You might say, Jesus, everything that's, everything's your fault? Really? How is that a, a positive outlook to have in the world? But if it puts you in control, that's where the utility is. Because I think there's far too much blame out there at the minute. And you, you hear people say it all the time, oh, I do this only, you know, I can't because of work or the hours or the commute or the kids and look they're all they're just all excuses so maybe take a leaf out of Jocko's book and take a bit of ownership maybe not extreme ownership at the start and again like everything that I say you don't have to fucking embody it wholeheartedly you don't have to embody all of it you can embody parts of pieces of it because anything that you can find in what I say or that anybody else says, if you can use that to your advantage, then fucking deadly. Then happy fucking days, then class. If it works for you, then fucking brilliant. But I don't know what made me get onto Jocko, but there we go. And look, I'm just about to pull into my final drop for the morning. So I'm gonna bid you adieu when I come back. What time are we on? 23 minutes, no fuck it, I've rambled long enough. I feel this one was a little bit more rambly than the last one. Again, I don't really know until I get the feedback from you guys. So as always, I'm off the lead at gmail.com. Send me an email with your thoughts. Check out the Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash off the lead. Support what you want to see more of in the world. And I'll chat to you tomorrow.
Good luck!